Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine, and we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story, and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome to episode 104, 104, still haven't figured out how to say that, 104, 104, 104, um, the truth about resentment in your relationships. Oh, this is, this a, is a good one. That's a good one. It, it's, a big one? It's a big one. That's what I was going to say. I mean, because we said relationships, plural, because um, of course, resentment in relationships as women who have been programmed since the beginning of the patriarchy. So I'll say that time, um, which I think goes back 13, I don't know. Anyways, a long time, 13 centuries, a very long time. Um, we have been resentful because we've been programmed on such a deep level to do everything for everyone and that we're responsible for considering everyone and putting everyone before ourselves. And, you know, we didn't even have a place in the world not too long ago. Like it really, women didn't have bank accounts. They weren't allowed opinions. They weren't allowed jobs. They weren't allowed to vote, nothing. So we've come a long way in a very short period of time. And yet most of us are still operating from this very old paradigm, patriarchal dynamic because it's just been, we just witnessed our moms do it. We witnessed our grandmas do it. We, 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 it just keeps getting passed down over and over again of doing everything for everyone, considering other people's experience before our own. So of course, underneath that is going to be a lot of resentment in our relationships. So yeah, we're going to tackle this one today. Unpack it perhaps. <laughs> and this came up because we're thinking about all of you that maybe identify with being overgiving or overfunctioning and exhausted, especially around the holiday season. And we know that this is just one moment in time, but the behavior of saying yes, when you mean no, or not being able to set boundaries or not being able to ask for what you need, all the things that breed resentment are probably happening all the time. It's not like all of a sudden the pattern shows up around the holidays, the pattern shows up around the holidays exacerbated because yes. there's a lot more pressure and expectation, but I hear all the time from pretty much every client I've ever had in a dating relationship that has ended up feeling resentful at one time or another in their relationship because you do everything for someone else and you never ask for what you need because yeah. you are passive aggressive and you never actually share anything that you're feeling. And then I've had several clients who then talk about the explosion that happens because yeah. you've held everything in and then you break up over like the toothpaste cap because <laughs> there was no conversation along the way. So the truth about resentment starts with where it actually comes from which is an unwillingness to communicate in the moment what's going on for you, an unwillingness to ask for help 
or ask for what you actually need when you're not too busy thinking about everyone else and an unwillingness to actually tell the truth, <laughs> to say yes when it's a yes and no when it's a no and to set boundaries so that you can reclaim your power. And I love, and I'm pretty sure this is some meme somewhere, but resentment is the sign that you're out of integrity, period. Mm-hmm. Like if mm-hmm. you are feeling resentful, you can hundred percent of the time trust you haven't set boundaries somewhere. You haven't told the truth somewhere and you've been out of integrity. And you're not taking, and you're out of integrity because you're not taking responsibility for yourself and because you and your actions is like how, I mean, the saboteur just blames everyone else is like, I'm so fucking angry that you're not showing up that like, oh, my husband's like a teenage boy. I hear this a lot with my clients. And it's like, he's a teenage boy because in the beginning you did everything for him and you just stepped into the role of taking over him for his mother. And then now he expects you to be his mother and you, you know, and, and deep the resentment, like in the beginning is the setup phase for a relationship. And this is, it it literally is the most precious time in any relationship, not even just romantic relationships, how we show up in the beginning. If you're in your patterns of trying Mm -hmm. to get love by being the people pleaser and the self-sacrificer, you're trying to get, you're trying to get friends by being the one who's like, sure, I'll do that. Yep. I'll help you with that. Yep. No problem. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, why am I surrounded by a bunch of friends who just take, 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 and don't give back. And then your saboteur wants Mm. to be like, you are a bunch of assholes. I'm resentful (laughs) about you. You're a teenage boy. You're this, you're that. And the saboteur wants to blame everyone else for, for the situation that you're in. But Mm. the truth is my love. You're in that situation because you set it up that way. You set it up that way. Your saboteur is not your fault. Your protective mechanism set it up that way. But when that part of us and when our patterns are leading our relationships to get love, to get approval, to feel safe, to, to all the, you know, try and prove that we're good enough. Like if that's what's leading our, where we're connecting from and you're over-functioning and you're over-giving or you're trying to control the situation or you're self-sacrificing, it's going to bite you in the ass later because it's a setup not just to to not be to, to have a relationship that doesn't feel reciprocal, but it's also a setup to attract people who underfunction. If you are an yes. overfunctioner, I mean think of two people dancing. If we're dancing, we're like close dancing, like the salsa, for example. If I step forward, you have to step back or I'll step on you. You'll fall over. And it's like that. So if you're over-functioning all the time, you will naturally attract people who will under-function or you'll teach people around you to under-function yes. because you're over-functioning. You're stepping over the line. So we've like it's so important that you're always checking in with where it's coming from. I've said this so many times, but where is it coming from within you? Is like, am I trying to get something? I'm unpacking this with one of my clients again, who I love so much and just like noticing all the places where she's, her saboteur is actually manipulating people to, to Mm. be like, to get attention, to get validation uh, in very, very subtle, sneaky ways. But it's like, she's trying to get something from them and then feels resentful when she doesn't feel seen by them, but it's because it's all set up by the saboteur. So until you have this deep self-awareness of all of these patterns and parts of yourself that are running the show, you can't know like where it's coming from within you, but you can certainly ask yourself, 
Am I trying to get something? Like, am I being genuine right now? Does this feel aligned right now? This mm. friend just asked me to do something. Did I even pause and give myself time and space to make it a choice from a place of knowing if it's truthful, if I actually have the capacity? Like, that's one of the greatest things you can do is say, thanks for the invitation, or I would love to support you. Let me just um, get back to you in a few hours. I'll get back to you tomorrow and checking in rather than your friends moving and they're in crisis and they need your help. And you just say yes. And then you feel resentful later for saying yes, because you actually didn't have the capacity. Check in with yourself first. So many good things. This is, I keep thinking about how we need to do an episode about what personal power actually is. And I was having a conversation with a friend the other day who was like, I really need to like step into my power. And I was like, what does that mean to you? Cause that also feels like a jargon word mm-hmm. right now. And I'm thinking with regards to n- not having resentment, I'm going to say what I've already said again, if you have resentment, the first place to look is where am I lying to myself? Where have I not set boundaries? Yes. Where am I expecting someone to read my mind? And where am I blaming? I love that you just brought that in too. Like, where am I blaming life and other people for not giving me what I need? And speaking of the old paradigm, I mean, most relationships are codependent relationships, which is what this is, like mm-hmm. all of those behaviors. But personal power, I want to break down for a second that it's not just this cute fucking fancy idea, you know, that's a cute <laughs> meme on Facebook. To step into your power means first, you're willing to give up blame. Like that is first, I will not blame. And then taking responsibility for yourself. You are responsible for your thoughts and your feelings and behavior. Only you and other people are responsible for their thoughts, feelings, and behavior. And then what's so important in order to break the patterns that all that you just mentioned and, and to like level set that what every woman is struggling with most of the time is all the things you just mentioned. I want to be liked. I want people to think I'm a good woman, a good woman who does everything for everyone else and isn't selfish. Um, and you know, controlling how other people perceive you and not thinking that your life is your own. I will never forget my, um, one of my amazing therapists in my life looking at me and saying, your life is yours. And I was like, what? What does that mean? What do you mean? <laughs> and I was, I'm, I'm sure I shared this story last um, holiday season that with my ex, I went into, I was always paying my credit card debt every month. Like it was never a problem for me ever until I met my ex. And I spent like thousands of dollars on Christmas presents mm. thinking that I needed to do that. And, and so the other thing I want to bring in for women is if you're chasing approval and validation and entering relationship in order to get, that's also a sign that you are lacking in self-love mm-hmm. and that you don't feel like you're enough and that you don't feel like your presence is enough. Cause that was my story. Like I was the over-functioning person in my friendships because I didn't believe that unless I was offering something to my friends, this is like make me cry again when I think about this, because this was so deep for me. If I wasn't doing something for you, you wouldn't want to be my friend. If I wasn't offering something, I wouldn't have value. If I wasn't doing the most extravagant things, like this is why I, I personally can't stand 
the any time a woman phrases anything like I want to be a good girlfriend, like what the fuck does that mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Like the, that that's the magazine cover that we're reading, you know, good in bed and a good girlfriend. Like, how about I want to be a woman that is true to herself, who mm-hmm. doesn't sacrifice herself, who doesn't lie to herself and doesn't have to pretend to be someone she's not in order to have friends or have a partner. And we're all so afraid of being perceived as selfish, like, oh, my God. And one, it's a I feel like we should look into the research on this word like that word probably came up because a woman decided to do something for herself for the first time and we needed to all judge her. Mm -hmm. And speaking of resentment watch out. And Glennon writes about this in untamed that watch out for any resentment or judgment you have on other women who put themselves first, right? That will happen for you. If you don't put yourself first, you'll be saying, Oh, who does she think she is taking a week off for work or having, you know, having what she needs or, or not helping me with X, Y, Z. When actually at the end of the day, we all respect each other so much more when we're setting boundaries. Like that's the catch 22. You're all afraid to tell the truth, but then you have more respect from people then in your life. And yes, like you said, the beginning of a relationship is the most important. And I always say, whatever you're afraid to say or bring up in the beginning of a relationship is exactly why you break up within three months <laughs> later. <laughs> doesn't last very long if you're not telling the truth. And whatever you're unwilling to ask for is what you'll fucking complain about later. Yeah. And then wonder why you don't have it right? You can live without resentment. Like that's the main takeaway from this episode. It's actually possible to not live that way. And I'm sure you would agree with me because we do talk about this on Voxer often when we are in the places of resentment with our work or our lives, we both remind each other, okay, where are you out of integrity? Where's the boundary you need to set? Like which, so you don't have to be so afraid of the feeling. Like you use it as a guidepost and I'm grateful for the feelings. It's like, Ooh, I'm, I'm somewhere I'm out of line and I need to get back on. So I want to offer that too. It's not like Kate and I never experienced this and we're perfect and, and cured from our patterns. Yeah. I love, there's so many things you said. I hope I remember all the things I want to speak to. <laughs> Cause you just covered so many things that, that was so beautiful. So resentment, like the, when you feel the feeling of resentment and we talk often about separating the story from the feeling, it's like this, your, your saboteur is going to want to stay in the story and the drama, go tell 10 people and like be right. Righteousness is one of the primary drivers of the saboteur. So it's like, just want to be right. I'm going to tell everyone. And then I'll feel like I'm right. There's no such thing as right and wrong. There's right for me. There's right for you. You don't get to choose what other people do. Even if what they're doing is illegal, it's still not (laughs) up to you. Um, cause your life is yours and their life is theirs, but the, the resentment piece, I mean, I love what you said about the, the judging other women. And like when you, this, I had a client just go through this and it was such a powerful pivotal time for her because she was so triggered by her boss. And she's, mm. she kept saying, she just goes to get pedicures in the middle of the day and like talks to her kids on the phone. And she like barely works. And I was like, okay. So what, like, what, what's that reflecting in you? Like what, where, where, um, and, and when we unpacked it, what it was reflecting is she was bitter and resentful because Mm -hmm. she was over-functioning and her deepest desire is to get paid a lot of money and not work like her boss. Like that is like, when we actually unpacked it, it's like, that's, we've talked about this on a jealousy episode before. It's like, you look through the lens of jealousy or comparison or judgment towards another. When you actually dig deep, they're reflecting what you desire or they're reflecting a repressed aspect of yourself. So that woman 
mm-hmm. is self-centered, centered within herself. You know, not to say she's an angel. I'm sure she, all her patterns are showing up too. And But ultimately, it's like every every time we feel a judgment towards another person, think of it as an opportunity to go in and build and deepen your relationship with you because it's always 100% of the time reflecting something going on inside of you. And it's reflecting, it might be bumping up against a value of yours. It might be bumping up against something that you're repressed from. It might. So this client was an over-functioner, high achiever, amazing at her job, but she was deeply resentful because she's burnt out. She's exhausted. She's working so much. And then she yeah. sees her mentor doing the opposite. But actually that's in, like, if we look through the lens of, oh, I'm inspired by that. Not, and she had to process all the feelings underneath to get mm-hmm. to that golden nugget underneath of like, how can I work less and make more, right. <laughs> you know, how can I right. have a life like that? So whatever the resentment we're feeling underneath towards anyone, it's just like, wait, where am I exactly everything you said? Where am I selling myself out? Where am I lying to myself? Where am I not honoring myself? And I'm pissed that this other person's always honoring themselves. Right. Of course, you're going to be pissed if your boyfriend is selfish, if he's self-centered and you're selfless, right? They're just the opposite side of the pendulum. And you need to experience the other side of the pendulum in order to find that place in the middle where you get to just choose self. You know, you don't have to be selfish is like not considering other. Selfless is not considering self. Is your soul is I honor myself. And self-center. I love how you always say that. I choose myself. I honor myself. I choose myself. I connect with myself. I listen to myself. I'm honest with myself. And in doing that, I'm on honoring everyone else. You know, can you imagine? I just, I just, I, this feels like a funny, we could do like a funny YouTube video or like a documentary on this. If everyone went around. Remember that movie? Yes, man. By Jim Carrey. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like if everyone went around and we actually just watched how much people lie and especially women, how much women are like, yep, no problem. Sure. I'll take that pay. Even though inside my gut is screaming, fuck, no, I don't want to be underpaid. Sure. I'll do that thing. Oh, no problem. I'll help you move. Even though I'm exhausted and hanging by a thread. Oh yeah. I'll do that thing for you. I'll show up for you. Sure, 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 sure. Like, and on the inside, we're all having temper tantrums and raging and so angry that no one's showing up for ourselves because we're dishonoring ourselves. If no one's showing up for you, it's because you're dishonoring yourself. When you honor yourself, people will show up for you as well, right? It's energetic. So if we could only see the amount that we're just, everyone's lying to themselves and walking around like, oh no, everything's fine. Yeah, no, that's fine. I'll do that. And it like that's, and it it breeds resentment and resentment is so toxic. It's poison to the body to remember that saying, um, holding on to resentment is like drinking poison and expecting someone else to die. Like you're fuming inside all the time because you're bitter and resentful that everyone takes advantage of you. People don't show up for you. You feel unsupported. You, you keep attracting yeah. selfish friends or selfish partners. It's like your saboteur setting it up that way, my love. And if you just drink this, the resentment poison all day long, you're hurting yourself and the only one like you can think, okay, change my job, change my relationship, change my friends. 
you got to shift the dynamic inside of you and the friends that are not going to move with you and the relationships that are not going to move with you as you shift that out of that over-functioning dynamic, they're going to fall away. Mm -hmm. And the ones that are meant to evolve with you as you become a woman who stands up for herself, who stands with and for herself, who's boundaried, who speaks her truth, who honors herself first. When you become that woman, the right people show up in your life. You get supported equally and reciprocally. It is always an inside job if you haven't figured that out on the new (laughs) truth yet. (laughs) I don't know what else to tell you, but it is always Mm. an inside job. And then the only thing else I want to speak to that you that I did write down that you talked about was the being a good girlfriend thing. Like if you've got that story, I hear that a lot. Like, I just want to be a good girlfriend. I want to be like, so he likes me a lot. And I want right. to, you know, show up so fully in the beginning for him, right? Be a good girlfriend attached to that label. That is the setup to be really deeply resentful later. Oh yeah. It's not just a setup for a relationship ending. You might be married to the guy for 30 years, but you're going to freaking hate him and be deeply resentful because it's a, it, that, that's not you being you. That's the saboteur. So that's the protective mechanism set up in the beginning that creates the dynamic of two saboteurs being in a relationship as opposed to two souls who are navigating when their patterns show up. So like being a good girlfriend, that needs to be burned and thrown out the window because no more. There's no like, such thing. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no such thing. At least there's, there's such a thing only if you want to not be yourself. Mm-hmm. right? Like if you want to be committed to that persona, yes. Yes. And it's just hysterical to me because it's not like any man is thinking that really, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. a health and healthy men choose from how they feel when they're around you, by the way, is not even about all the things that you do. <laughs> like yeah. men don't, yes. men don't need mothers. This is mm-hmm. a whole other episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the other things I want to bring in about with regards to dating and, how I, cause I had this conversation last night, like you have to remember resentment. You don't have to live with it. I we've given you the questions to ask when you're feeling resentful, but especially around, cause you've brought it up a couple of times around no one showing up for you. Mm-hmm. Most of the time women don't give anyone a chance to. Mm-hmm. And when you're in a big fucking rush with dating and when you're attached and you need something to work out and you're doing all the work for a man, that's not creating a reciprocal relationship. I mean, reciprocal is the magical word. Like that's actually equal giving and receiving. And if you are over-functioning and chasing men and trying to prove that you're a good girlfriend in the beginning so that he doesn't have to do anything for you, guess what? You're going to be resentful in your relationship. And the amount of couples I've had where it's just like, no one's giving the man a chance to show up. Like women are so quick to say, oh, I, it's fine. I can do it myself. I'll just do it myself because it won't be done exactly the way that I want it to be. Right. The controller. And then you are resentful. And then you, you think it's, you know, everyone's fault for not giving you what you want. There's so much healing that happens when you give this up and you let people show up for you and you have the experience of actually, I mean, being in your power is also self-advocacy. You're not a little girl anymore and no one can read your mind and no one is responsible for you and no one is coming to save you. So no matter how long you're in a relationship, if you're starting to feel resentful, there's probably a conversation you need to have, right? And it's not about never feeling that feeling, but it's remembering what that feeling is actually about. Because the other thing I want to say is there's a big difference between resentment, resentment, (laughs) not (laughs) fence, resentment and feeling 
upset, angry, or disappointed. And most of the time, what happens is very few women know how to adequately express anger, upset, or disappointment. And that's where resentment then, because you said it earlier too, bitterness is resentment. You have a right to be angry, disappointed, upset, or frustrated about something that's very different than resentment. Resentment is, I don't actually share when I'm upset about something and I shove it inside and I carry it around for myself. Then I'm resentful. And then, and we have to do an episode about this, I gossip about it. Mm-hmm. And that's what needs to stop, right? You you getting, especially at workplaces. Oh, I mean, I, I'm so happy to not be working in corporate America. Holy shit. Some of the stuff I'm hearing from clients in that world. I mean, it's really brutal, mm-hmm. but this like watch out for usually you're gossiping or getting everyone on board. I call it the inner child rallying the troops, you know, getting everyone on board with your victim's story is, is also not wanting to deal with yourself, but it's so important to not overfunction in the beginning of a relationship. Let people show up for you, see what someone has to offer you, and then go listen to all of our episodes about receiving love. Yes. <laughs> so that's the last yes. thing I wanted to, to offer around this. Yes. Yeah. 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 I love it. And, and like when you feel resentment, like you can go into like moving the feeling, it's important to go like, to go into our feelings and separate the story, put on song, like scream, rage Mm. it out, cry, move the energy through your body and then take responsibility. Cause sometimes if we go straight to, okay, I need to take responsibility. There's like an energy that needs to be moved. I know for myself, I need to first vent and venting is important too. I think like all the times I've called you and been like, okay, I need to vent. Like there's something going on. And first I'll start with the story because that's the surface. And it's like, it's, there's a difference between venting and gossiping, right? It's not like I call you to tell you the issue. And then you are like, oh my God, that person's an asshole. I can't believe that just happened. Like what a jerk. And that's only going to put gasoline on the fire Mm -hmm. and that's going to make the fire become out of control versus like venting. Like this is what I have this set up with because all of my friends are on this path, my close circle that when I reach out to you or to Andy, like what happens is I get to process the story first and then we uncover what's underneath it. What am I feeling underneath it? And then I take responsibility for those feelings and I feel them. That's what happened last weekend when I was going through some big emotions and I got to just feel my feelings and cry myself to sleep and hug myself and put on some soothing music and love myself through it and dance and actually move the energy of the feeling. Then I could get underneath. Okay. What action do I need to take? Where am I lying to myself? Where am I out of alignment? Where can I stand up for myself? Where can I be more honest with myself and with people in my life rather than the the person? So if you are stuck in the energy and feeling of resentment, it means that you're not taking personal responsibility for what's yours. It means that you are blaming the world for how you feel. And yes, someone else activated that pain inside of you because they're not showing up and because you feel abandoned or unsupported or all of those things we've talked about, but that's happening because you set it up that way and it's not your fault, but you're learning it here and you're learning on this podcast, how to understand yourself in a deeper way so that you can stop living your life like a victim to dating, to relationships, to other people being responsible for your pain. And you can take responsibility for how you feel because the only way to experiencing the love that you desire and healthy, vibrant, expansive growth-based relationships is to take responsibility for your own 
own pain. And that's what you're responsible for. It was a setup. You can take responsibility. You can check in, but, but it's so important to be able to like, let it out first in a safe space. If you don't have a person in your life, you can do that with, you could teach them how you can just say, Hey, when I have a vent, I'd love to be able to just vent without us going into this gossip or the story. I hope you have someone in your life who has the capacity to hold yeah. that space for you. If not hire someone, <laughs> definitely. Um, but process the story and then allow yourself to, to move the feeling so you can get back to your power and you can take whatever action you need to take. That's actually in alignment with your truth. Hey, I know I said I would help you move on the weekend. And I, um, I definitely want to honor that commitment, but I also want to honor myself. And I realize I've taken on too much. So, you know, I'd love to have a conversation about how we can support each other to, to mm. figure, figure this out, maybe find another friend who's more available or whatever. It's like, you can have that clean, clear, communicative conversation when the energy of resentment is not there. If you're trying to communicate with someone and you're bitter and resentful, it's never going to go well. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The last thing. Now I have to say one more thing about this. Cause I've been thinking about this a lot about the codependent mess that has to be cleaned up. If you like, you have to keep feeling, and we said it so many times, the way you set up resentment, the way you set up disappointment, we're going to do an episode on that about dating, mm -hmm. the way you set up drama and chaos in your life. So especially in the example you just made, I won't have to clean up that I said yes to you about something mm. and then actually severely impact you because you were counting on my help about moving. Mm -hmm. And then I have to help clean up a mess. And now I feel guilty. And that's the addictive yes. cycle. And so I, I mean, I, I, on the receiving end of that in my life is so fucking painful. Mm -hmm. People who lied the first time then I was counting on their help or counting on something. And then it turns out, oh, I was lying. I actually overfunctioned. I actually am doing too much and I can't show up. And I think this is where the relational intelligence has to come in around true consciousness. If I want to be in relationship, everything I do impacts someone, you know, and this isn't about please watch if your inner child is going to drop into shame right now and hold that little girl with love because this is not about being perfect, but feel the power of when you're actually in your power and you tell the truth the first time there's no mm -hmm. messes to clean up. Totally. There's no drama to have. There's no big relationship conversations that you have to do with. Like literally you can actually live in integrity in your life and there is no drama and there are no messes you have to clean up. And then there's no guilt of, Oh, I have to change my mind. And now I'm impacting that person. And you absolutely have the right to change your mind. Please don't hear me incorrectly around that. You are allowed to change your mind. And if you said yes, but you meant no say like, tell the truth. But, it's, but I really want to bring in on this. It's like, you don't have to keep cleaning up messes. Mm -hmm. And then that's the drama. You can tell yes. the truth the first time yes. when you're slowing down, when you're in your body. I mean, one of the first practices as a recovering codependent I had to learn was I didn't make decisions for 24 hours. Yes. Like I actually I stopped say, space. Yes. They, I did the, like when anyone asked me something, even sometimes it was like two hours. Like my, my therapist suggestion was like, you're not allowed to say yes or no to anything. You have to respond always with, I need to think about that. And I'll let you know so that I could actually do the work of sorting through. Cause for some of you, maybe that's hard, but that becomes the practice. Just like the practice will be letting men lead in dating and you don't have to set up dates and you don't have to always initiate contact. 
See who has something to offer you rather than being everybody's mother. It's time for that to stop. You are a queen. You are an adult who is responsible for her life. And all of this healing is what both Kate and I offer in our work and our programs. And it's all possible, which is at the end of the day, the core message of this podcast, let alone every episode is you do not have to live from your patterns. You do not have to live as a victim. You do not have to live as your saboteur and you can do the work to become a mature, healthy, functioning adult because it's way more fun living (laughs) from that place too, rather than always doing the clean up the mess and feel guilt and shame all the time. Totally. And when you're in your patterns, you're just, you're you're always going to be in a hurry, crazy, busy, answering people quickly, like multitasking. So slow down, give yourself permission to slow down, take up space for yourself. Cause the more, I mean, God, the more I'm committed to meditation And my meditation often is nonlinear movement. So it's like not like meditation where you don't have to just be sitting there. There's many different ways to meditate, go walk in the forest and listen to some beautiful music, or just listen to the birds chirping, go, you know, for a swim, I guess it's winter, most places (laughs) go snowboarding. Like there's so many different ways that you can dance, move, sing, but spend more time alone with yourself. If you identify as an extrovert, I mean, I believe introversion and extroversion are protection that was learned when we were little. I used to be an extreme extrovert. I'm still an extreme people person, but I spend way more time with myself. Now I used to be afraid to be alone. And I know a lot of introverts who are afraid to be in connection. And so if you are afraid to be alone, learn how to be with yourself and spend more time with yourself. Cause the more time you spend with yourself, the more, you know, your truth, Right. you can't like, this is right. the new truth podcast. You can't feel your truth and know your truth until you slow down and spend time with you and get to know your own soul. But if we're all in this rat race of I'm crazy, busy, I'm crazy, busy, I'm crazy, busy. You're never going to know your truth and you're going to keep saying yes to everything that's a no. You're going to keep feeling anxious. You're going to keep feeling overwhelmed. You're going to keep feeling exhausted and you're going to keep feeling resentful. So slow down. You don't have to live like that. (laughs) There is another way to live. So we love you. We hope you loved this episode. And this is the final episode of 2021, Kate. Well, (laughs) 2021 was an amazing year, year, a train wreck year, a crazy (laughs) year, an expansive year, all the things as every year always is. But obviously it's been an intense one. And I, I believe that intense times are always a catalyst to deepen even more into ourselves. So Thank you for being with us in 2021. Thank you for your loyalty. All of you who show up every week, we appreciate you and love you so much. Thank you for seeing the hundredth episode with us. And um, we can't wait to dive in even deeper with you in 2022. Yes, yes, yes. So happy holidays and we'll see you next year. Happy new year. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. 
for more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, You can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.